to Logical, the UAE's first and only legal podcast. My name's Tim Elliott. Logical comes to you from the Dubai-based legal firm HPL, Yamalaba and Pleska. Uh, as always, the managing partner, our legal expert, Ludmilla Yamalaba, is with me. Nice to see you. Good to see you too, Tim. Thank you for being here. This time, emiratization, uh, the current situation surrounding emiratization. And we'll also explain the NAFIS system too. That's N-A-F-I-S. More on that to come. The background to start with, Ludmilla, the government's stated aim is to increase employment of Emiratis in the private sector 2% annually. The objective is 10% by 2026. Now, historically, I think it's fair to say we've seen a heavily Emirati public sector. These days, emiratization seen really is a government initiative, more intended to really to encourage meaningful and efficient employment of Emiratis in the UAE. I think that's the a reasonable way to phrase it. Indeed, and specifically in the private sector, because as you yes. rightfully said, Emiratis have historically been, uh, if not the, the primary, but certainly a significant percentage of employees uh, and representatives of, of the government se- government sector. Now, so this particular initiative uh, is aimed at introducing more Emiratis into the private sector. Uh, and uh, perhaps the timing of it, and this, by the way, was issued, there were a number of resolutions that and regulations that have been issued recently. And even before then, there had been some discussion about a form of amortization being introduced. And this is something that we had um, sort of been hearing about and we were expecting in one form or another. And in the last year or so, there were further regulations that now were placing those previously discussed plans and initiatives and ideas into, into action. So now it is formally here. And this is, by the way, among other things, there's the ministerial resolution number 279 of 2022. Uh, which uh, was issued only in June of 2022, uh, and which now sets into place um, not only the requirements, uh, but also the deadline for when these requirements need to be um, implemented. And as for these requirements, uh, or as per this regulation, the deadline for compliance starts in January 1, 2023. Okay. So very soon. And um, this is why it's important to talk about it. It's important to discuss it. It's important to also understand what's behind this initiative and how it's going to potentially affect uh, the, um, uh, the the private sector in the UAE and um, and just the, the industry, the economy here in general. And as you rightfully said, it's the, obviously the emphasis is here to to increase the employment of, of Emiratis in the private sector. Kind of a gradual, um, uh, gradual, gradual increase from two percent annually now to ten um, percent in 2026. And uh, but if you compare it to uh, some of our neighbors here in the Gulf, this is quite a, a modest and I think a gradual uh, implementation of the stated objective. Uh, because um, as long as I remember, Saudi Arabia, for example, has always had the uh, the quota for the Saudis being employed in the private sector. And that kind of was um, the sort of a, a known fact, which the UAE did not have until now. Yeah. Uh, and so we were a lot more perhaps flexible in, in that sense. And uh, But since there's so many of us here in, in the country and uh, expats do comprise the majority of the population, and we're obviously here not just for short term, but the, like the likes of you and I, the dinosaurs, uh, we are here for 
uh, many years and we have no plans to leave. So, and that, that must be because of one reason, because this country has welcomed us and has created the platform for us to, to, to work, to live, to, to have families and to sort of enjoy quality of life. So it's, I, I'd say it's only from the perspective of fairness, it's only fair and expected that, uh, some, there's some expectation of us now, the, the private sector and the companies to, to give back to the community in the way of, uh, now bringing in and integrating the local population, the UE nationals into the private sector as well. So I think at that kind of a theoretical or philosophical level, uh, it's, um, to be expected and it's, it's, uh, uh, it's only fair. Now, how it's going to be done at which levels and what the, be the repercussions when the regulations are not followed. Um, that's, uh, that's a different topic. And so we can talk about it further, but ultimately I'd say the initiative is, um, is expected. And, uh, I think if it's implemented correctly, uh, and uh, it will only, and we're, I say it with full sincerity, will only uh, bring positive change, uh, into the UE. And my personal goal is that I just hope that it helps, um, train, educate, uh, and, uh, in- integrate more Emiratis into the private sector. Uh, and, um, um, so, and that's, you know, and by virtue of, of these kinds of programs, which are now, you, by the way, this, we'll talk about this as well, which are not just the obligations to hire in the Emiratis, but there's also a lot of uh, programs that are offered to help companies integrate these Emiratis in the private sector and to yeah. kind of ease the burden, if you will, of bringing somebody in who you would perhaps otherwise would not have brought because they didn't have the educational experience or the, the professional experience that you would have otherwise needed. So it's not just the obligation of hiring, but there's also a, a lot of other benefits that are being offered along the way. Well, that's important to highlight, I think. We'll, we'll talk about the, the number of Emiratis to be hired, um, how it breaks down, penalties for non-compliance in a minute. But I think you, you hit on a good point. The issue for lots of companies is is going to be getting the right Emirati talent, as it is talent wherever talent is from. So the, what the government's done is they're introducing a, it's a special program. It's going to offer financial assistance to the private sector to train and employ Emiratis. I mentioned it at the top of this podcast. It's the NAFIS system, which translates to compete. Now, this is a huge program. This is 24 billion dirhams, I think, that's being allotted to this. I know you've got some more detail. What what does it actually include? Well, and this is it. This is quite important that we talk about it in the context of this this initiative and efforts of amortization because... But in some countries, at least, there may be some sort of negative connotation or expectation with these kind of uh, um, forced or uh, maybe hiring practices yeah. that'll be associated. Uh, but uh, here, it's not just the that all of a sudden private companies are obligated to hire uh, Emiratis only by because they're Emiratis, but rather, okay, this is we have this is why there's a gradual uh, process or the gradual increase uh, in place. That is, we would like for Emiratis to be more integrated. We understand that they may need time and training. Uh, so therefore, we are setting our objectives uh, on a gradual basis from 2% to 10% over the next four or five years. Uh, one, and then two, 
we are now allocating, we the government that is, we're allocating significant uh, financial support mm. for those companies and for the private sector and for the Emiratis to help them benefit uh, from, to help them train, learn, educate, and benefit from these um, kinds of programs in the way that does not take away perhaps from the business's commercial bottom line. Uh, and so, as you rightfully said, so this was, uh, with this in mind, this, the NAFIS program was introduced, and NAFIS in Arabic means compete, uh, and there's a, a quite robust, so it's a NAFIS platform, you can, uh, and you can find all the, the more details about the program on the website, it's nafis.com, or I think nafis.gov.ae, uh, and, uh, and NAFIS, N-A-F-I-S, that's yeah. how it's spelled. And so it's a platform, basically, that allows companies and employees to register. Register and start exploring and applying and benefiting from the various benefits that are part of this program. Now, uh, at a high level, these benefits in this program is, is uh, funded to the tune of 24 billion dirhams, as you said. That's about, I think, $8 billion dollars. And, uh, and it can be, and this money will be available to be used in a number of ways, such as, for example, training of Emiratis for one year, um, at 8,000 dirhams per month. So, for example, let's say I were to hire an Emirati to, for my law firm, and, or you wanted to hire an Emirati to, to, for your podcast business. Mm. And, uh, well, I, I would normally not hire somebody in that position only because I need, let's say, somebody experienced and I just don't have, I'm a small firm. I don't have a place for someone in that, um, you know, with, with basically no background. So this person would need training. So it's almost like a university training. So. But there's a person who wants to learn to practice law or to do podcasting. So in this particular case, the, the, this program, the NAFIS program, would allow this person to come and work for you or for me. And then the, they would be paid by the program. So to the tune of 8,000 dirhams a month. So it's fairly significant. So one year. So I will train this employee. You will train. And the government will pay for them for the period of one year. Yeah. Um, so I think this is this is kind of a win-win all around because it uh, gives um, you as a company the ability to comply with the law, to also to explore the option of have another potential pair of hands on on your staff, uh, but um, they, you have financial support from the government to pay for them, so that for the training that you perform and for the employee to actually learn. Uh, what it's like to learn, learn on the job. And let's face it, we all know that learning on the job is so much more in many ways e efficient and effective and practical so than in kind of a theoretical uh, sphere. Uh, so after, so in addition to training, uh, so there will also be additional salary support for Emiratis of 5,000 dirhams uh, per month for the first five years of employment. So what this means is that let's say I then ultimately after one year of, of uh, training this person and the government would be paying for, um, for this employee, uh, after that I, I hire them full time. And, uh, but you, I could only offer them uh, a salary, uh, let's say 30% below what I would be able to offer anyone else who could contribute, uh, full time. So, um, or, or at the level that I would want them to contribute. So the government would supplement the salary of an Emirati, uh, to the tune of 5,000 dirhams per month for the first five years. So once again, it gives this sort of, uh, reprieve to companies, uh, in exchange for their obligation to hire. Uh, people that perhaps otherwise might not have the experience that they would normally look for uh, by virtue of um, uh, paying them something, but maybe less than they would have to pay somebody else's more, more experience. And then the, but yet the employee would still be making money that, you know, I guess uh, would have additional support from the government. Uh, also, 
this so this NAFIS program uh, has special sort of fund as part of it to dedicate it for specialized training programs, such as, for example, nursing and accounting, which means that the government is trying to encourage more Emiratis to go into nursing and accounting. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. And in particular because, and, that you, and you know this, and I guess perhaps this is a great example to use as accounting or auditing. Well, the UAE... Uh, in 2018, for the first time, introduced the concept of tax by virtue of the uh, the value-added tax. Before then, there was no such thing. There was no tax. I mean, we just, it didn't exist in our lingo. Uh, and then now there is additional uh, discussions and there's of there's excise tax and there is uh, additional discussion of corporate tax coming. And tax, let's, it's for the government. So historic and traditional, as is the case in most other countries, these kinds of departments, these kinds of authorities should be employed by nationals and should be represented by nationals. But how many Emiratis are out there who study tax? I, I, you know, I'd be very surprised because why would they have studied tax if there was no tax in the country before? So you could see. So that's, you know, that's one interesting example where you could see that some of these accounting firms now would um, uh, have the opportunity and also be incentivized to bring in some of these Emiratis and train them. The government is helping uh, pay for it. And then uh, by virtue of this program, uh, now you'll have the Emiratis that are being trained in the particular industry which in, in which they would have not had much experience before, such as uh, auditing or attacks. And then fast forward five, six years from now, they will have, uh, they will be fully trained. Um, so, and, and this, so the special funds, uh, special programs, so these specialized programs and certificates that this NAFIS program is designed to encourage Emiratis to explore and nursing, I think is another great example. Uh, so, and then as part of the program, also there'll be uh, funding for, to encourage Emiratis to pursue very specialized and professional cert- certifications. Um, and, uh, the program also has benefits, again, these are benefits for Emiratis in terms of national health care. So if you as a com- company want to hire Emiratis as part of this amortization program, uh, they, they may just, they may not be as much pressure to, for example, provide health insurance to the extent that you would normally um, um, have to do because, uh, let's say, Emirates also have a, their own pension plan and they're entitled to different benefits. So there will also be some uh, national uh, health care benefits through this program that's available to Emiratis. And also the government will continue through the, through the NAFIS program, contribute towards Emirati's retirement fund, fund uh, over the course of the first five years, uh, which means that the pension, which is, um, Emiratis are entitled to, and there is a pension plan, there's a pension system here that does not exist in the same way for the uh, non-Emiratis or expats here for, for Emiratis, it does. So as a company, private sector company, which in the past would not have had to deal with a pension, uh, for Emiratis. Now this is a new system. So again, to that end, the government here is helping uh, by continuing to contribute an Emirati pension um, fund for these employees. Uh, also, as part of the program, the, the government will continue to support Emiratis with child um, allowance during the employment, I think, which also is a huge benefit. Uh, and that's encouraged people to to uh, maybe address the uh, the all too uh, common for all of us uh, parents uh, matter of, of having to juggle kids and work. So, oh. so there'll be a special program indeed. Mm. And also there is, as part of the NAFIS program, there's unemployment benefits for those who lose their jobs in the private sector. So that too will be funded by the government and the Emiratis will be able to uh, to tap into that coverage. Uh, and uh, uh, sort of just to kind of su- summarize uh, the purpose of all this uh, the, the objective of this NAFIS program is to encourage ultimate Emiratis to take on unpaid opportunities 
uh, training courses uh, and contracts and take internships with private sector companies. Well, that's really interesting to me, you know, because that's that's an encouragement to, I guess, adopt a more private sector mentality, if anything. That, that That's kind of a... Uh, focusing your mind on no i'm going to go in a different direction and that that's kind of the first step isn't it well exactly and and you know, some of the most interesting i think uh, uh, opportunities out there is when you can go and intern for one company or another or yeah. do some sort of training yeah. but on the job training not just in a classroom and so having now these options available for marathis and and yet be paid uh, for them, just does give that uh, that incentive, and uh, and perhaps <laughs> provides no excuse for not doing it. And uh, the hope would be that gradually they will, by by virtue of being there on the ground, boots on the ground, on the job, uh, that they will acquire interest and taste in these kinds of experiences more and more. Uh, and uh, as you said, they will be more uh, embracing of uh, the private sector. That, that's the right word to use, actually, because there's also the, the cultural aspects here as well. We've got people from all over the world in Dubai. We talk about this all the time, the 150 nationalities that live together in harmony. I think it's more than 150 now. But the point is you have people of different cultures coming into an Emirati culture. Now, to be able to share those in a company, to get that dynamic to work in a commercial fashion... At first, that's going to be hard. But once it happens, that's a good thing. That's a good life experience as much as anything. Well, absolutely. And if you look back at other countries and dynamics and demographics of other countries, how they try to integrate different se- se- uh, sectors of their population, very similar initiatives were put in place. And uh, fast forward um, several years, decades, that's really the only way often to, to kind of make change happen. You need to have a little bit of interference to help uh, kind of prod okay. uh, a, a bit of a paradigm shift on, on all fronts. Yeah. Um, so I think ultimately it's, uh, you know, it's, um, it's a positive development. And if it's implemented correctly, I think then it will be, uh, it will be uh, quite an interesting uh, sort of area to see and, and, uh, and to experiment in a sense uh, to see how it develops over the next few years. And um, just just one more thing on this NAFIS program, if you just, in order to benefit from it, for both employees like the Marathis and companies, the, um, from what we can see, it's a fairly robust system or like a platform on the, on the government's website and where you register, and at that point you apply for all sorts of grants, programs, uh, uh, fundings, and you can post job uh, jobs there as well. And it's through that system um, that you will be able to, as a company, the private sector, to advertise your positions, to uh, to um, select, and also to apply for different uh, financial help. I just wanted to come back to something just briefly before we finish up, but just the requirements for the number of Emiratis to be higher. 2% a year, 10% increase by 2026 in Emiratization terms. That's the stated aim. But how does the number of Emiratis being hired, how does it break down in companies, just for the purposes of, I guess, completeness for the podcast? Yes. So as of January 1, 2023, companies with zero to 50 skilled workers are expected to hire at least one Emirati. Okay. Okay, so remember, the, but emphasis here is skilled workers. It's not just uh, the number of workers. So if you're working at a construction company or um, a factory or workshop, a workshop, so it's really the the base here is the skilled workers. So 1 to 50, they're expected to hire at least one. Companies with 51 to 100 skilled workers should hire two Emiratis. Okay. 
those with 101 to 150 skilled workers must hire at least three Emiratis. Uh, and then those companies who have more than 151 skilled workers should hire one Emirati for every 50 skilled worker. Uh, so that's basically the, uh, the, the, the breakdown. What's very important to also emphasize is that, um, this, this is all on the basis of a regulation. And that's the ministerial resolution number 279, 2022, which was issued ultimately by the Ministry of Human Resources and Emeritization. Now, mean, and otherwise known as Mohre, <laughs> it's the Ministry of Human Resources Amortization, however, ha, does not have uh, jurisdiction authority over all segments of the private sector. So, for example, free zones are outside of the jurisdiction of Mohre. So, therefore, at least uh, for the time being, in, in, in legal terms, these ministerial resolutions only apply to mainland companies and not free zone companies, because free zone companies are subject to their own, uh, they're not subject to the Mohre uh, as, as, as the authority, they're subject to their own uh, authorities, uh, the free zone authorities. And, for example, the DIFC, ADGM, they're subject to their own complete, completely different set of laws altogether. Uh, so while this is discussed at the context, in the, sort of the level of a federal level, uh, the, it, its application is limited for the time being to only those um, uh, those companies in the private sector uh, which are subject to MOHRE, or the Ministry of Human Resources Amortization, which, in relevant terms, excludes free zones. Now, Finally, in terms of uh, the deadline and the penalties, so the deadline, again, is January 1, 2023, and the penalties after that um, will be imposed if those companies are not complying, and the penalties will start from 6,000 dirhams per month for every Emirati who has not been employed, right. uh, and will increase the penalty will increase additional 1,000 dirhams per month every year after that. So the penalties can be fairly significant. So as of 2024, there could be 7,000 dirhams per month uh, for every Emirati that is not being hired. There's going to be a fight for talent coming, isn't there? That's for sure. Indeed, a um, fight and competition. Uh, and I'd like to think healthy competition. I think so. Uh, that's another episode of Logical. More details on emeritization, the current situation with regard to emeritization, and the NAFIS, N-A-F-I-S platform. That's nafis.gov.ae. Uh, as the UAE government aims to increase employment of Emiratis in the private sector by 2% annually, hitting 10% by 2026. Our legal expert as ever, Ludmilla Yamalova, managing partner here at Yamalova and Plethka, and thank you. Thank you, Tim. Find us at Law Law, social media, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram. There's a huge library of hundreds of podcasts, all kinds of legal matters in the UAE covered, all for free if you'd like to listen. To get your legal question answered in a future episode of Logical or to talk to a qualified UAE experienced legal professional, click on contact at lylawyers.com.